Hello, gentlemen and ladies that might find this interesting. This is 5nothing100nothing.com, and I am Fug It. And that stands for Fittest Underdog Guru with Intelligent Tactics. Okay, guys, today I want to talk to you about something. And um, it's funny, I'll, I'll hear this all the time. And usually, um, if I watch the news or I look at like little news stories about fitness, it's funny, whatever you guys are experts in, in your career and what you do for a living or what you know a lot about, like you have hobbies that you're just fanatical about, or you've done it all your life and you have an interest in it and you've done a lot of research or you just are around that world a lot. It's funny how when you see things in the news, you just, um, and it's, and it's pertaining to a topic of discussion that you're somewhat of an expert about. You see through um, some of the holes in the story and how there's either half truths or there's little things that you know aren't true. And you look at it and go, well, okay, they kind of got it right, but they didn't really get it in, in the right context. Or um, you could tell that the reporter or whoever was responsible for the story and the content really didn't have a full grasp of what they were talking about. But at the end of the day, they're just trying to bring the long story short and a way that's catchy and that the general public can digest. And one of those things as a trainer in the gym for over 20 years now is I'll hear, um, yeah, you know, I, um, I heard that diet is 80%. And everyone knows that diet's 80% of it. 80% of what? So my point is, I mean, I know generally what they're thinking is that diet is most of the results you want to get. Well, what's the, the question is, what are the results you're trying to get? So for the most part, um, what I find is that people are talking about fat loss. They want to lose 10, 15 pounds, what have you, um, up to, you know, maybe 50, 100 pounds, depending on, you know, how far off their goal they are. But I, I'm glad we saw this swing, though, because years, years ago, um, I would see people come in the gym and just train like animals and, you know, be sore all the time and um, just, you know, not get the results they wanted. And they didn't realize the importance of nutrition and in particular total calories. So um, Tom Venuto, um, awesome author and uh, a trainer turned author and speaker, just Jack dude that walks the walk and talks the talk. He said um, that, it's uh, it's the quantity of calories that are going to determine your weight, and it's the quality of calories that are going to determine your health. So if you're eating nutritious foods, you're going to feel nourished, and your ghrelin hormone is going to be held at bay, so you're not going to be famished and feeling like you can, you know, that you have to eat more and more, like the old uh, Lay's commercial, nobody can eat just one. That's because it's empty calories. It tastes really good. It's got a lot of salt and uh, and oils, etc. And so it tastes good on the palate, and it leaves you wanting more. And you ever notice how if you have a mixed green salad, you don't ever say, "I can't get enough mixed green salad," or "I can't get enough tuna fish or eggs." It's not likely to happen. Um, you're going to want and crave the things that are going to be nutrient sparse, meaning it doesn't have a lot of nutritional value and you're going to eat and eat and eat. So for multiple reasons from the taste to how it feels on the palate, um, et cetera. So I think if we want to break it down to what's important and why and how do you structure a fat loss um, and maybe body composition, body change, muscle gain, muscle density, uh, whatever have you, your goal 
is to go about, let's focus on fat loss and dropping some body fat around the midsection. You know, right now, currently it's, um, coming up to the end of winter and you can see the people that are either uh, physique competitors or those that are um, trying to lose weight for a vacation, a wedding, what have you, they're in the gym consistently and they're eating better. They're really pushing it because they know that before you know it, we're going to blink and it's going to be, you know, um, you know, beach or pool season and people are going to have wearing, going to be wearing less clothing. Um, and they want to be proud of the way they look and feel, confident in their own skin. So uh, saying 80 diets, 80%. Well, it's a hundred percent diet. It's a hundred percent training. It's both. It's, it's all things. Um, if you have never lifted weights or never um, done any type of physical activity that's stre strenuous um, for you, a little bit of exercise that's done responsibly is going to produce a heck of a result. And you may put on some muscle mass pretty quickly. Usually in the first six weeks, you'll see some pretty good gains, significant gains in your strength in the gym. And you're also going to um, start to feel better. You're going to notice your mood's going to improve. You're going to feel really good about yourself. Your self-esteem will uh, increase because you're sticking with a goal. And um, you're getting a lot of endorphins released. And doctors will agree, researchers, that you know exercise is the number one antidepressant drug you can take. It's going to be the most powerful. And it's a, it's an addiction in a sense. It's a good addiction. If somebody's not um, familiar with the gym or uh, has never been on a regular exercise program, they'll look at um, exercise and only see the pain of it. You know, the hassle of going to the gym or joining a gym and paying for it, or paying for a trainer perhaps. Um, and then those that have done it for a long time, they you know, they'll have like the idea, the, the mindset of, you know, um, as you know, a sedentary person will go, well, you know, I'm trying to make changes. I don't have enough energy to go to the gym. And the person who's exercised for a while and is getting their little hit, you know, their little, you know, shoot me up with, um, you know, exercise, they say, I don't have enough energy. I got to go to the gym because they know that they'll feel a lot better it's cleansing, it's um, stress relief, it's so many things. And for everyone, it's a little bit different, it's a, or it has a different um, value to them, a different, um, you know, they treasure it a different way, they value it a different way. But so basically getting back on point is it's, it's all of it. And the thing is, is that you can either jump into it, like I call them the shooting stars, you know, they come in the gym, they're, they're, super excited. They're like fired up, motivated. They'll do anything you say. Um, you know, they're just, they just want the change so bad, you know, and they've got like really ambitious goals of like, you know, they'd watched biggest loser, other weight loss TV, which I had done before myself watching it and, and, and participating as a, a, a star trainer on shows. Um, they'll want to see the results that these people are getting that are basically, um, being paid and they have the risk of public humiliation of not reaching a goal. So they're 100% focused in the direction. And they're trying to usually win big money as well of like, that's their job to lose weight. And so it's unrealistic. If you have a real life and you have a job, and you have responsibilities. It's really easy to get thrown off track by letting your diet go or missing a workout and just thinking of oh, the hell with it, you know. And I tell clients that um, they'll self-sabotage by being on a plan and losing weight and everything. And then all of a sudden they miss a workout or um, <clears throat> they were tempted by a pizza night or some, some crap. And they'll say, you know what? I just couldn't resist it. So 
after I had that piece, I said, screw it. I'll just eat the whole thing. I'll just have chocolate cake. I'll just drink a bunch, a bottle of wine, whatever it is. And what you got to think about when you're trying to make some lifestyle changes and you're trying to reach a goal is, you know, you don't like, if you get a flat tire on the way to the gym, I always tell them, I said, what if you came this morning and you got a flat tire? Um, what would you do? They're like, well, you know, I call AAA or I would um, get out and fix the flat. I said, well, using the same analogy and the same philosophy that you would apply to your diet, you should get out and slash the other three tires. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, like, well, yeah, you get out and fix the flat. Why would you get out and slash the other three? And so slashing the other three would mean you just threw all caution in the wind, and just ate whatever you wanted. Because the idea is that if you just get it all out of your system and have it all now that you're not going to have the craving later. But You've, you've set yourself back maybe several thousand calories or you know several hundred over your maintenance goal for the day, and you're going to have a negative effect of that. One, you're going to feel like you really failed, and two, it's you know you're going to maybe gain some weight and some water retention and be puffy and lethargic and not feel like you even want to work out. So it throws you off your goal, and you start that cycle of self hate. And then you soothe it by eating more or drinking more, whatever. And it's a vicious circle and you don't need to enter into that. Instead, show some discipline, have some awareness and recognize what you're doing and stop it right there. So yeah, it's not 80% diet, 20% training. There's no ratios. There's, we're all different. We all have different DNA. Um, we all have different mindsets. We all have different goals. And there's many different ways to reach the goal. So basically, I think it's been like said to nauseam, but I'll say it again, is when you show a calorie deficit, most of the time, you will eventually see weight loss. And it's pretty easy to calculate it. And, you know, outside of any type of like medications you're on that might um, negate the effects of a calorie deficit, some people will still hold on to weight if they're on certain meds or have certain medical conditions. So just talking about someone who's generally um, healthy, like standard normal a person is what's going to happen is if you go in the gym and you do a workout, let's say you're wearing, you know, some type of fitness tracker <clears throat> that's going to give you a calculation of your calories burn and you're estimated to be somewhere close to about a 500 calorie burn for the workout. Okay. That's great. You can show a 500 calorie deficit in a burn and leave your calories the same. And with that deficit over the course of seven days, that's going to be 3,500 calories, assuming you work out every day. Now, 3,500 calories burned is what equals one pound of fat loss. Now, some people would look at that and say, well, okay, well, I'll drop 1,000 calories a day and I'll lose weight twice as fast. You know, I want to lose two pounds a week, whatever. But the problem is, is that if you drop your calories too low, now you're going to have a problem with nourishment. Are you going to be able to get enough calories to provide energy to get through a workout in your daily life and have enough uh, fuel for your brain to function well so you could think critically at work and whatever the challenges of your daily life are, um, you may not have enough calories there. And so what happens is if you drop too low, your body has an amazing self-protect mechanism that wants to survive. And, you know, it's, it's ingrained in our DNA from years of surviving the next generation to start to slow the metabolism because it doesn't realize you're trying to lose weight. It just wants to survive and thinks that holding on to weight in the form of stored fat is actually preserving life in case a famine comes. Well, most of us don't have that problem, at least in North America. And, and those that do, you know, they've got bigger problems than trying to look good for the beach. So let's say you do this. Let's say you drop 500 calories a day off of what you're currently eating. 
and you get in the gym or you go outside or you do some kind of activity, but something that's going to burn 500 calories more than you normally do every day. Usually we do it in the form of some type of, ac of structured exercise. <clears throat> so now you've shown a total of a thousand calorie deficit for the day. So now over seven days, <clears throat> that's going to equal 7,000 calories or two pounds of fat. Now the problem and the tricky part with fat loss and weight loss in general is that it doesn't necessarily uh, mean like a uh, thousand calories and it's not just a simple calculation that's predictable on a given day at a given time. So if you get on a scale on one day, you might weigh 175. <clears throat> you weigh in later in the day, you're, you're 182. And then, <clears throat> excuse me guys, um, but it's like an oscillating wave. It's going to go up and down depending on time of day, your last bowel movement. If the meal you had had a lot of sodium, you might be retaining water. If you're dehydrated, you might have a false low number. But the thing is, is you look for trends. If your weight is trending down, it might say 1.8 pounds lost. If it should calculate to two pounds, give it a few days. In two weeks, should say four, but now it says 4.5. So sometimes you'll be a little ahead of the curve. Sometimes you'll be a little bit below. But the whole idea for this to be sustained and lasting for you is to do it structured and methodically and be patient with it. You know, you, you're not trying to stick to some type of system that is going to get you to a goal. And then what? What's your maintenance plan? How do you exit this diet or way of eating you're doing. The thing is to make it a lifestyle. So it's used around so much. I think it's really lost its meaning. It's simple, but it's powerful is like you get up every day. You generally take the same way to work. You probably wear, you know, in the 80, 20 rule, 20%, the top 20% in your drawer or closet are probably clothes you go to most of the time and not the 80%. And the thing is, is that it's the same thing with like everything with weight loss and everything that you're trying to do is, you know, you want it to be a habit for you, you know, just like you take the same way to work, just like you wear pretty much the same clothes, you might eat the same foods or have the same habits every week, same television viewing habits, what have you. You want exercise to be that thing and in good eating habits to be that thing that you just do. It's just who you are, you know, it's just, you know, the way you live your life. So it's not something that has an, a defined end goal, like, oh, I'll get to this, you know, 10 pounds of weight loss. And then what, what are you going to do to maintain that? Will you have to go as aggressively as you did to lose the weight to just maintain that weight? Probably not because eventually over the course of time, and some say it's about three months, some say six months, something called set point, set point theory. And that is that the theory that's getting proven more and more with research is that if you're able to sustain a new rate of weight loss or a new weight, uh, let's say you lose 20 pounds um, and you're able to sustain and hold that new weight for about six months, then your set point drops to that number. So now if you were 170, you wanted to be 150, you reached 150. If you can hold steady at about 150, give or take a pound or two up, but you stay there, your body starts to learn that that's your normal weight. That's homeostasis. So if you can stay there for a while, and again, given give or take about six months, then it your body's not as easy. It's not as easily going to gain back the weight if you change your eating habits a little bit, or you go off the wagon and you have a few bad days, or you miss the gym for a few days. You're not going to balloon right back up to 170. It's when you you do those bad habits again 
regularly and you go completely off a plan um, that you're going to then see, you know, eventually that weight will come back. You know, it's just the way it works. You know, it's, it's a calculation. And again, in normal conditions and not those who have medical issues or any type of other thing going on. So 80-20, the 80%, you know, 80% of it is diet, 80%, 20% is training. No, it's 100% mindset, 100% diet, 100% training, and it's making new habits, you know, behavioral changes, um, not just, you know, um, the, uh, you know, like your 20 pound loss could be, and I'll talk about it in another video. Um, I, I usually encourage clients to use uh, goal, two sets of different goals. One is behavior change.